Welcome to the podcast, All My Friends Are Therapists. My name is Annie Kendig, and I'm a licensed mental health professional. And although I have my own therapist, my friends always end up filling in the gaps. Each episode will be real talk mental health topics with a licensed mental health counselor who turns all of her friends into therapists. I know. Okay. Hi, Brian. Welcome back. Hey, Annie. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you. Okay, so I uh, I think I'm starting to experience like therapy withdrawal. Is that right? Yeah, it's kind of funny. This experience I've never really experienced before. But, you know, my therapist that I see has been out for over a month. She um, had uh, surgery, I'm pretty sure. So we have an appointment coming up, but like I've had nothing to work on. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't grown at oh, all. Wow. I just don't know what to do. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested and looking forward to it, but I thought that was a, a funny phenomenon. Just like, oh, I, I haven't had any homework. I haven't had any journaling, mm-hmm. directive journaling to do. Like, I don't even know what to do. It. So I kind of thought today we could talk about your thoughts on how you use homework as an intervention in uh your counseling it sounds like we need to get you an intervention right away right i know we got to come up with some something for you to do come up with something or i should come up with something or Mm. you you should just assign me something i I can do that i can just assign it i would like that better so so you so you want to talk about how we use home what is called homework in therapy yes so do you use do you use homework in therapy do you assign your clients homework I um sometimes I would assign it yeah I th- I think I I think people like to have something to take with them and mm-hmm. or something to work on it doesn't have to be a worksheet a handout or this but I do think people like to have something to do yeah I like to call it life work because Aww. homework has <laughs> homework has such a uh, negative connotation Aww, it's so laborious so and nice tedious of you. yeah I don't at all I'm like this yeah. is your homework yeah. I I even bought like I went on um oh what's that what's that stationary you get business cards from Vistaprint uh-huh. when I'm Vistaprint and got like these little white they look like prescription pads and so at the end of the session and I love doing it I just ran out I need some more and so at the end of the session I write down their homework some bullet points of what we talked about the date their next session I love it mm-hmm. um, and people tell me that like they save them I don't know how helpful it is, but um, <laughs> they have a nice collection. Yeah, I know they have a collection. They have somewhere. no idea what these words mean. <laughs> right. They have no idea what, no context uh, for this stuff whatsoever. But yeah, yeah, no, I I love assigning homework. Yeah, well, I, th- I think um, so. You asked, do I do I give homework mm-hmm. sometimes? And I think it's I find it better sometimes, or maybe all of the time, for the homework to be uh, client designed and created, and because um, that ownership of it. With that self accountability is going mm-hmm. to probably you're probably going to have a higher uh, homework completion rate and a higher investment True. in the process. And you can say, okay, so I created this. I want to do this. I own this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> but what do you do with people who this happens to me? Where people, you know, I might say like, okay, what might be something for you to work on mm-hmm. this week or whatever, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So either they they feel so overwhelmed or have such tunnel vision looking at their 
issues or problems or whatever that they they don't even know mm-hmm. the first place to start or where that homework would come from. Right. And we, I mean, I think we have to have empathy for that uh, situation because they're, they're coming in to work on something that they've already tried to work on a hundred different ways sure. or are stuck even before they were able to. There's obstacles that prevent that individual from even working on this stuff. So mm-hmm. they, they do, they do, clients do tend to look at us just for some direction yep and that would include like what do i do with this Mm -hmm. um you know this about me by now the way i do homework i mean the way i do counseling is it's a venting processing problem solving action so those four components are important you want to do all four of them you don't always need to do them in the same session so Mm -hmm. you won't though you won't necessarily uh, nor, nor would you need to assign homework or, or co-create homework or uh, sure. a prompt homework um, in any single session. Although over the the lifetime of a therapy relationship, there should be some life work because yeah. that's where the change happens. Right. There needs to be and action outside of session. And, and that's what I've said before too to clients of like, you know, coming in here an hour a week, which most people don't do that, you know, weekly, some are weekly, but most are not coming in here an hour a week is not enough. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's got to be something outside. But I think maybe I'm, I'm too, you know, not to evaluate whatever. I try to give homework at the end of every session. Like Mm -hmm. I want everybody to be thinking about even if it's journaling, which that I want to talk about that too. Of like, even if it's journaling where people are reflecting on what we talked about, reflecting on any epiphanies that they had in session, like anything like that, I want people always to be mm-hmm. moving it forward, which maybe is too heavily of a of a focus. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know too heavy or <laughs> right, not. I mean, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I think that's my my bent is towards um perpetual movement forward mm-hmm. yes of course. of course of course that's not the way change right. happens though as we know it's not linear well right and it doesn't always have to come from homework no it doesn't right. have to come from it can come there are epiphanies that happen and some of those we talked about like sometimes insight drives action naturally and you don't even have to sit there and articulate what actions shall i take from this new epiphany i had mm-hmm. it just and sometimes you do I think it's about a 50-50 split from my experience. Um, so you have that insight and you know what to do with it. You start, maybe the insight is the, a, per, a perception shift, absolutely. a mind shift. They about start the, seeing yeah. things differently. Yeah, and then you start doing things differently. Yeah. Okay, so what about journaling? Journaling. Do you ever ex, um, assign journaling as a It's a common homework, homework assignment, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I always feel like such a... <laughs> Such a stereotype, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> signing journaling. Yeah. I'm like, have you ever thought about reflecting on this experience? Right, right. <laughs> and I have, to, I feel like I have to always say, well, it's not like a dear diary thing where you talk about when you kissed a boy today or, whatever, right, or right. a girl, or whatever. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, it's not like that. It's it doesn't have to be. And you were saying something earlier. Yeah, about... I've heard um, recently, kind of this new journaling phenomenon, calling like the morning. It's called the morning pages. Yeah. Uh, or the morning papers. No, I think it's morning pages. And the whole goal is you sit down in the morning. It's kind of the first thing you do. Get your coffee, whatever. Set yourself up and you're writing three pages, which I'm not 
one for like quotas like that. Like I, I don't assign that to myself. I don't want to assign that to myself. I, and I don't tell my clients to do that either. I'm like, just sit down and write. doesn't matter how much you get. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, don't worry about censoring yourself. Don't worry about filtering your thoughts. Don't worry about grammar or spelling or whatever. It's, it's really just a free association and getting it all out. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest advantages of this is that it's in the morning which I think is really interesting I think we think about journaling and reflecting on experience in the evening or Mm -hmm. kind of at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and so I have told a couple clients about this morning pages and I'm doing it myself right now and what I'm noticing is just I feel better after doing the morning pages because I'm not so hard on myself you know it's so funny in the evening I'm looking back and I'm finding all the ways that, you know, I wish I would have responded differently to my kids or I wish I would have gotten more done or, you know, whatever it is. But in the morning, it's more of like an intention setting mm-hmm. and and you've had a hopefully a good night rest and you can kind of put some things that have been bothering you to the side. So it's just a, a different experience, which I think is really cool. And, you know, I think as therapists, too, we talk about this idea of an intervention versus a prevention. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of intervention. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of, hey, mm-hmm. think differently about this or here's some tools, whatever. But then working more on that prevention side, I think, doesn't get enough media you know it doesn't get enough attention and so i think this morning pages idea is a is a good balance of a prevention homework rather than an intervention i love that annie i love it i mean you think about when in the morning you're you're maybe more clear-headed you're more yourself absolutely there's more hope and optimism Mm -hmm. for the day more more opportunities almost like a clean slate that the day provides so it's more you're a blank canvas that you can fill it out fill it in and i find that i'm um i was kind of putting off journaling in the evening Mm -hmm. because i'm so hard on myself like i said but these morning pages i'm looking forward to i'm getting up before my kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is crazy i'm up at 5 30 like coffee brewing nice glass of water Mm -hmm. sitting at my desk it's like a quiet space and time where I'm actually fresh and Mm -hmm. spending that time to myself rather than at the evening when I'm exhausted and maybe in a bad mood and trying to like recoup Mm -hmm. you know it's so nice to set up your day that way Mm -hmm. that's the biggest difference I'm seeing so I mean to me this calls into question like what is journaling for why do we assign it and what what are yeah. what are the what is the goal uh-huh. uh, what is the intention or the goal of Absolutely. journaling in the first place that's tough because i have seen and read some research about how even when you're like in a college class it's better to take notes by hand than mm-hmm. on the computer Mm-hmm. So on the computer, you can type faster. Mm-hmm. So what you end up doing is just regurgitating mm-hmm. what you hear. Right. When you have to write, you're filtering the information twice. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it. The thought pops in your head. And then you have to think about it again before you write it. Mm. So there's two levels of kind of processing there, yeah. which I think is helpful for people. But as far as content, man, I don't know. Sometimes I'm surprised at the insight that comes up. I'm like, Oh wow, that's the first time I've ever thought about it like that. Or that's the first time. So 
maybe just for me the surprise of that is mm-hmm. really exciting but i don't know what other people use it for. The, yeah the, it, and and maybe it's different if you do it in the morning or the evening because the because i can see the evening journaling ha- having more of a uh, having more of a sort of okay we're pulling out themes however what i'm worried about that the journaling in the evening especially now that you mention it is that you're regurgitating themes it's just you're you're talking about how the focus is uh, sort of a negative outlook. Like what yes. what did I screw up today? Yes. And then you then what you end up with the output from that no matter no matter how long you do it potentially is uh, look at all the same things I screwed up. Yes, exactly. And with with no necessarily Ooh, that's interesting. Like how do I yeah do, what do I do about it? I mean then that's what I found is like okay I'm working on responding better to my kids when you know they're in the middle of the temper tantrum let's say. Um, and in the evening, it's like, yeah, I did a little better, but still not what I wanted to, still mm-hmm. not how I wanted to respond. Mm-hmm. So there's still, you're always looking for that reinforcement of the negative, of mm-hmm. what you're looking to improve on. Of, right. oh, there are all these ways that I didn't quite make, get the mark. And that's different. And I think journaling in the morning would lend itself more towards gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, what what do I have? Interesting. What do I, cause like, what do I, like, inherently... What do I have? You haven't done anything. You haven't done anything right or wrong yet. You haven't done anything good or bad, if you will, yet. Sure. You just woke up. You, the first thing you do, mm-hmm. essentially, is is go put pen to paper. I think there's a chance to have some gratitude for what you have. Absolutely. That's what we talk about all the time. Is like all all you have, all you can use is what you have, right? Yes. It's all that. All that you have is now mm-hmm. and all these resources, not what you don't have, what somebody down the street does have and you don't, mm-hmm. etc. It's what you have. And I am finding that now that you say that, you know, I have a tendency of hearing a quota or an expectation and it gets stuck in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. When I first heard or learned about this exercise, morning pages was three pages. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hate that because then... I'm always comparing what I wrote to three pages. Well, this is supposed Mm. to be three pages. Maybe there's more of a benefit if I got to three pages consistently. Mm. You know, all Mm. of these awful, just toxic self-improvement kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But what I'm finding is, you know, on the days that I don't get up before my kids and I'm doing it, you know, while they're eating or watching a show or playing... If I get half a page done, I'm like, wow, I got half a page done. Mm-hmm. Like there's still gratitude for that I even got it done mm-hmm. in the first place rather than not doing anything at all. It's pretty cool. And yeah, now you're talking about, so what is the what is the purpose of journaling? Part, purpose of journaling is probably in part the process, like mm-hmm. the consistency. You wake up no matter how you, what if you didn't have that good night of sleep, you're still up there doing it and you could still have something to congratulate yourself for. You're still moving forward yep. or giving yourself grace for not moving forward or whatever yep. right i've i've personally been very very spotty with i'm i'm i think i might be learning some stuff right now about journaling and very why cool. we do it and how we do it and what its value because i've been very spotty usually i have to be prompted from some book or some um sure. something i heard somebody say or another person give, give me something to think about and even then i look it's a it's that blank page yeah. <laughs> is like, well, I don't know. I, I'm maybe I'm better of, of a processor in my head than on paper. Sure, but that when you put it on paper, you own it. It's real. You start to you, you when you look back at it. I, you know, so I've done it a few times. Absolutely, but so so spotty. And I think consistency yes. would be the thing that takes it to the next level. Uh, maybe 
I could go back and forth on consistency all day. This could yeah. be a podcast episode in and of itself because I'm such a passion driven person. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it in yeah. the moment, I'm not yeah. doing it. And if it doesn't excite me and whatever, I'm not, I'm just not doing it. And, um, it's lucky maybe right now that this is exciting me every morning. That's rare mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I could go back and forth. Maybe consistency, great, wonderful. But if you're the kind of person that just kind of flies by the seat of your pants a little more, you know, whatever, Mm. like, I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I think I've spent a long time, you know, again, this toxic self-improvement, a long time consistency, consistency, that's the thing that you're missing, blah, blah, blah. And it just becomes another dictator in your head, this consistency dictator and it's garbage. It depends on, it depends on, and it depends on how you, how you look at it. I think you have like a healthy relationship with consistency. (laughs) What's that like? Like, like healthy habits or something like that, because I can see the consistency yielding a healthy habit. Sure. Like when they say, and if you're trying to be an expert on yourself, right? Yeah. What do they say? You need a thousand or ten thousand hours of doing the same thing. And what do those people do? Like Jerry Seinfeld, one of the best comedians ever, right? Mm-hmm. What he wrote, he did that. He wrote when he didn't feel like it. Yes. And then there'll there'll be something good will come out of that. Right? I think writers, all, probably a lot of good writers yep. of any sort, do that. I've seen that example. too with artists. You you draw or yeah. paint or whatever it is, the same thing every day, yeah. and uh, it's not the same thing you know Mm -hmm. it ends up taking so many other forms so Mm -hmm. absolutely there's a benefit but this is making me think of you know we ask so much of our clients to Mm -hmm. do homework and life work what about what we're doing (laughs) you know our own homework and life work and that's that's another interesting kind of facet of this it really is like, do we hold ourselves to the same standards of like so i've heard this right like you're not going to assign somebody something that you wouldn't do yourself do you follow that pretty closely sure i mean i follow i i i think that's a principle that would go uh beyond homework i think that would go through you wouldn't say anything that you wouldn't want to be once said to you sure you know what i mean in 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 session and even out of session Mm -hmm. i hope so yeah that's good but what about like life life improvement life work stuff on on our own end isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, we, and we've talked about this off off air that that um, that it just you know, for me personally, that's something I need to do way more of. Mm. I need to do way more of the homework, the journaling, the therapy, coaching, whatever it is, whatever avenue. I need to be doing more of it. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of this is in Brian's old head, kicking around <laughs> in the same echo chamber. Right. right. So so yes, uh, I take opportunities to. Um, talk to friends about things yeah as i know absolutely. you do yep absolutely um and um but yeah there's there's more out there do you ever find um common themes in your clients that ring true with what you're going through yeah of course yeah, i know isn't that funny well no, this, I mean, like mirror yeah. effect right of like yeah. what you're going through and then seeing it in clients and mm-hmm. then kind of working side by side or you know whatever that is um I think that that's so interesting. Or it's just that's the lens that you're seeing their problems through, yeah, right? Yeah. You're going through something, so that's the lens that you're seeing that through. That's right. A, well, yeah, transference. Yeah, it could be. And I think I think clients need to know that. If you're if you're in with your therapist, like, and if they're if they're saying if they're getting too animated about something. <laughs> Yeah. It might be because, or they're too locked in in a kind of a judgy way, 
um, on your issue or um, the source of your issue, um, then it might they might be projecting on you. Yeah. They might be going through some shit right then Absolutely. themselves, yeah. and and that's a that's a big um, that's a dangerous scenario because yeah. you're gonna get stuff that doesn't apply to you. You're gonna get stuff that's projected onto you, so it's, it's gonna yeah. miss the mark to some extent. Yeah. Um, in their interpretation, evaluation, or um, um, how they go about helping you. So then don't you feel like we have to do twice the amount of life work as everybody else? Probably should. Yeah, <laughs> probably should. Right? Because, like, I mean, we're, we're, we're guides. Sure. Right. You might say. Right. Some, no, uh, some would even argue yep. that because we like to argue stuff. Yep. But we're, we're guides, so we should be ahead of the people we're helping just a step or two or even on whatever we're, we're helping not, them with. Or even or if we we're have, Yeah, go ahead. Right? Like, even if we're not, then... So, this kind of transference kind of example, if I'm seeing somebody who's kind of going through something similar, I can really resonate. Mm-hmm. The extra life work is so that I don't bring that into session. Mm-hmm. And so that I can somehow stay... I'm not going to be able to stay unbiased or objective, but so I can at least still put their needs ahead of mine and you know not mm-hmm. not conflate goals or blah, blah, whatever but like that takes an extra step of work that most people don't have to do yeah yeah that's and that'd be only one reason why you would do the extra life work the other <laughs> the other reason you would do the other reason at least that i can think of that you would do the extra life work is so that you can meet the person where they're at while still knowing and seeing and believing that they can get to the next level because you could because perhaps you've either seen it yourself in yourself or you've seen it in other people you've seen that next step you know what the next step is now knowing where that next you got to be tra- that's care you got to be careful if you are a guide or you've been well be, there's a lot of assumptions you could make well i i got from a to b by doing blah 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 so you should too that's called the what I call the golden path to recovery. Yes. That gets superimposed on people sometimes, yep. right? When so that is a risk if you do know and you do have the experience, as the way that you've done it, you think it's going to be helpful for everybody, and it just plain isn't. Exactly. All of the time. I love that. Yes. Any any other thoughts on? Were you talking about life journaling work? and homework? Now I we're talking it. about life work. No, look right. at that. Well, you called it that. <laughs> that's I think that's a is. great word. I'm going to start doing that now. That's life what it work. is. It needs to be. It shouldn't be some academic, like uh, tedious exercise. It should have direct application um, to what you're doing. So some, so some of the examples of life work aren't just like do a CBT thought journal record, right, or a sure. DBT diary card or something like that. It's like. Right. Here's a thought to think about this week. Here's something to pay attention to this week. Here's how to here when you engage in the communication, what do you notice coming up for yourself? Yes. It can be very very specific and very small because you never know what's going to make that get that momentum in that positive direction. Absolutely. It all, it all depends on what they what someone is working on. Yeah, I think that's what I end up making my homework more about is like just notice Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. or when you change one thing in how you respond or what you pick up on or what you see notice what that feels like or Mm -hmm. yeah so they can be very very subtle Mm -hmm. but a lot of times i feel like i'm i'm just trying to just nudge a Mm -hmm. little bit in another direction just to open up that tunnel vision or open Mm -hmm. up that um, perspective shift that's what we're here for 
we're here to offer yeah. another way of looking at stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like a devil's advocate or whatever. You just like, oh, you, oh, I'm having a great day. Are you sure? <laughs> or, I'm having a bad day. Is that possible? That can't be possible. There's no right. such thing as the good or bad thing. days, yes. right? The whole thing was good. The whole thing was bad. Are you sure? Yes. So um, I know. I'm like, yeah. if I look hard enough, I'll find something. Right. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Wait, let me dissect that for you. All right, Brian, thank you so much. This is a great topic. So, but I think other topics kind of came up too. We got toxic positive, uh, toxic self-improvement. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Anything else? I thought those are, those are cool. That would, no, have to, that's good. We'll we, have to have all of our listener. Um, all of our, all those, <laughs> yes, yes. All of our whole listener. Are you out there today? <laughs> Vote of which one they want to hear next. That's right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Andy.